I just got a new mic for Christmas from my brother and um, don't know how it worked. And so I thought we were, we thought we were recording, but yes, it happens. We had, uh, we had a whole thing. We weren't recording. Anyway, hi guys. Welcome to the New Plastic Podcast. I am your host, Ariana Coleman. Uh, call me Ari. And today we are talking about the ups and downs of being in the performance industry. Um, and today I have a special guest with me, my younger sister, Abrielle Coleman. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yay! So, <laughs> <It's seven. laughs> why are you trash? Um, so yeah, today we are just talking about that. Um, to go before we like kind of jump into everything, let's talk about our most embarrassing experiences in performing. Oh, I have one. <laughs> so uh, I'll go first. Okay. So this happened my fresh no sophomore year of high school, yeah. and I was on drill team, which is dance team for all you non-Texan peeps. Um, and it was our first home game of the season, my first time ever going out on the field. And so for the Westbrook <laughs> Stars, you have to wear all these like crazy... Um, this is drill team, by the way. Like, yeah, this is drill team. This is like classic drill team. Texas. Texas. Like, like you wear cowboy boots mm-hmm. and cowboy hats. It's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. It is. If you get a demerit, you have to high kick it off for a minute. It's terrible. But... I was, um, what was I doing? We were on the field, and so we did this thing called Victory Line, and it's like we stand on the field so that all the football players can run through us like at like the beginning of the game before anything starts. And so we were wearing like our tight skirts and these tight belts, which you have to tie it super tight. Snatched. Yeah, the, the most snatched of waist. And then our cowboy boots and gauntlets and we wearing sequins. And we had these huge fake eyelashes that were had like rainbow strands in them. And it was, it was awful. And so the thing that our director told us to do was to not lock our knees and I didn't think I was locking my knees but apparently I was and all of a sudden she walked by me and she was just like you okay and I was just like yeah I'm good I wasn't good and all of a sudden I would just like tunnel vision like everything was going black and I was just like hello darkness my old friend and I was like I'm gonna this is how I go out, and my uh, <laughs> and one of the officers who stood next to me, Bria Evans. Shout out to Bria Evans. Uh, she like grabbed me because I guess I was actually falling, and I was like, like drug off the field, yeah. like carried off the I field. I just saw like somebody just. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and like, that and that was like from everyone. That was like, cause like. High school football in Texas, especially in a small town, is like what you do. It's like going to church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I fainted in front of God and everyone <laughs> at our first football game of the season. Hallelujah. Ha- Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, and they were like piling ice on top of me. My director was trying to keep me lucid by telling me fun facts about the other team. Um, <laughs> this is before she hated me. <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. We're not getting that. Um, but. Yeah, there were like five of the girls that passed out that day, but that yeah. was like my most embarrassing story. And I think funny. they like, somebody like made like a meme of us and called us the falling stars. This is before like memes were actually a thing. Wow, that deserves an award. The falling stars. The falling stars. Anyway, so that's <laughs> my most embarrassing story. Avery, what is yours? I mean, I have, I have a lot. 
Um, but I'll give you one. So, you know, going into the theater business, like, you practically live and breathe theater. So, uh, let's talk about my first kiss. <laughs> so, I did this show, and it's called All Shook Up, and it's about Elvis, practically. I all the shit exactly. I sang it for years, not yeah. years, days, months, months afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I still listen to the soundtrack. So um, we were in rehearsal, and so I played this character named Lorraine, and so she was this girl falling in love with um, a white guy, and <laughs> on brand. <laughs> it was very forbidden, forbidden, forbidden love. And so after one of our big songs, we had to kiss. So um, I had to kiss my my partner Zach Mulgraff. Shout out. And um, he was 18 and I was 15. Um, so it was very awky. And he was gay. So <laughs> we love. Oh, yeah. We stand. So um, we had this close-in rehearsal. And it was with me, him, and the director. <laughs> yes. And so they're like, oh, before this, the director drags me into a meeting. And they're like, is it okay if, like, you kiss him? Like, we, we just want to ask you first. And I was like, uh, yeah? <laughs> it, was, it was so weird. It was so weird. So anyway, um, we're at this close rehearsal, and he was like, okay, so we're just going to make this, like, you know, fun, and just, like, kiss each other. And we're like, okay. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm just like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we go in for the kiss, and I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, that was cute, that was fresh. That was cute and kind of fresh. I, I kind of hated it a little bit. <laughs> I kind of hated it. After we get done with that, we go out of the door and like all of our cast is like just standing ear to the door, like outside. Yeah, it was super embarrassing and they're like, oh my god, how was it? And like my friends and friends, <laughs> I had some friends on the show and they had questions on Zach. And they're like, oh my god, you kissed Zach Mulgraff. And I was like, mm-hmm. Ew, it was not the tea. <laughs> <laughs> not the tea. Love you, Zach. But, um, yeah. And then all of, like, the adult cast, they're just like, Avery, was that your first kiss? And I, like, flat out lied. You're like, I was like, um, yeah. Wait, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I was like, um, no. Oh my god, I kissed you. Really, you should have been like, if it was, then what about it? You know, like that art on the ground. Yeah, but you know, they, yeah. I know they didn't believe me. So. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. That was pretty great. So, like, those are some, you know, just some of the tidbits that you get from working in the performance industry. But a little more background is I started dancing whenever I was probably like around two. Yeah. Um, and I actually asked my mom, like, to put me in dance classes. And my dad brought me to my first dance class. And so. I've been dancing since I was real, real young and stopped recently after graduating college yeah. um, just because I just didn't have that same passion for it anymore. I love, love, love dancing. I still love performing. I'll still try and like take a dance class every once in a while if I yeah. really feel like it, but um, it doesn't have that same thing that I once had, but I do have a lot of experience in it and definitely have some tidbits to give to you guys, but my sister had a lot more experience in it, so talk yeah, about that a um, bit. I've been dancing since I was four, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> um, mom took me to the, I wanted to do soccer. I wanted to do sports. Um, I didn't know you wanted to do sports. Yeah, I wanted to do soccer. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> mom's, mom's like, what? like in the corner. Mom's like, what? <laughs> so I was dragged out of the car to my first dance class. I cried the whole class. Wow. We like <laughs> and so, but I caught the bug, and um, 
the dance bug. Not yeah. The, not the stomach bug, which we have caught from dance class, yeah. probably. Most likely. So, um, you know, caught the bug and have been training in dance for how many years? Oh, no For a while. Forever. For like 14, 14 years. Our mom 11? is miming. 12. 12, <laughs> 12 years. 12 years is correct answer. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to do musical theater. Like, fun out of the blue. Like, I want to sing and act. <laughs> I'm dance. I'm dance, mom. Um, yeah, and so now I'm in the theater industry and the performing arts industry. And I love it. I can't imagine anything else. Man, that I would do. That's crazy. So how long have you been doing uh, theater for? I know uh, to say I know the answer to this, but like yeah, they don't. I've been doing theater for about like four years now. Cool. Yeah. So, in terms of being in theater, what all does that entail for you? Like, what's a um, what's a week in your life like? Okay, so I'm not the normal teenager at all. So parties, friends, <laughs> no, out of the question. But um, a normal week in my my life as a theater student. So I go to a theater school um, and I take classes and then I we get hired on for shows for regional theater. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We get to meet and work with amazing people. I work with uh, Disney. I work with uh, people from Broadway. I work with people from TV and movies. So it's fun to see all these different personalities stuck in one room. So I think, does that explain it? You only explained like literally. I'm sorry. What I'm like that person was. that like goes out. That was like um, a and a half. Well, well, I mean like so, like what do you do on like daily? Like what is your like what is my daily life? What does your process look like? Like what okay. do you do when you wake up in the morning? Like, oh, okay. I know you don't go to regular school. I know you go. Oh like, yes. You, yeah. I I don't go to regular school. I'm not shelter tone school kid. Um, not really. I'm. She went to uh, she went to public school for literally all of her life, yes. and she didn't start doing online schooling until since like two, a year, two years ago. Year, yeah. Um, and so, but she started doing that because she was um, really getting involved in the. Yes, industry. I was barely at school. I would miss like weeks on weeks. <laughs> it was not cute. They like low key were trying to get her for like truancy. Yes. <laughs> like, she never oh yes, I had a I had a court order. I think <laughs> I had a court order. Um, I had to make up hours, so yeah, I, I was an all-A student about to go to Juvie, so that's a fun and fresh story. It was lit. Um, and then on top of that, so you're homeschooled, so yes. go through like your day. Oh, my day? Yeah, I like your day. You know, I wake up and um, <laughs> I get my life together. I start school around um, 8 o'clock and I finished about like 10.30, so it's a nice life. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, and so I have like a while, and then I have like private lessons, so like vocals, and then like acting. So those usually start at like twelve. Mm -hmm. Um. So oh, and I drive to Houston. We live in a small town called Beaumont, Texas, and there's nothing here. Shots so money, Texas, though. You know, so I um, we drive to Houston, and then I go to my vocal, and then I have class. So I either have a dance class or an acting class, and I take that, and I'm usually home by like eight o'clock and that's like my day on good days on good days yeah some days it's like one o'clock in the morning yeah so um on top of that tell us a little bit about your process in terms of dance training mm -hmm. and then go through your vocal training and then yeah. acting training as well um dance comes easier to me because i've been doing it for you know 14 12 years um 
So I really, it, it kind of comes as natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, when I entered the musical theater side of the business, it was harder to grasp, you know, vocal techniques and acting techniques because yeah. I just haven't trained in. And it, for me, going into this, they had kids that have been doing this for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know, oh my goodness, what? So I remember when I started, you know, adding vocal and acting, I cried. Yeah. Like every day. Yeah. For a month. Lit. Um, you know, so I thought that was super hard for me. But now, for me, I, I, I push myself crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I've been just practicing every for hours yeah like every night like vocally and and acting wise and then on top of that it was me building up confidence because mm -hmm. i didn't have confidence at all in my voice yeah. or my acting abilities mm -hmm. so and that kind of like hurt me because like if you don't have confidence in yourself you're not going to go all out yeah and so all my teachers were like you have it ab like you just have to get out of your head mm -hmm. and i still work on that today but it's gotten so much better. Yeah. And I know I can do these amazing things that, you know, God blessed me with. And yeah, for sure. So for those who um, either have been in the performance industry for a while or are thinking about getting into it, mm -hmm. what's something, um, you talk about confidence a lot. Oh, so yeah. what's a tip about confidence that you would give somebody who's either just starting out, already in it, like kind of going through the process? Yeah. Uh, don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. That's a big thing because everybody in this business is different. Mm -hmm. We all have our things that we're good at. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to others. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I think like that's definitely something that got me in whenever I was like dancing mm -hmm. like for a really long time, dancing for maybe about like 18 years. That yeah. sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Um. I think like comparison is such like a huge thing that happens within the dance industry and like the performance industry in general because like yeah. you're always looking at the next girl who's like touching her like leg to yeah. her face and you're just like Cause I... it's, it's not just you, it's your teacher too. Yeah, exactly. Teachers. And yeah. sometimes your teachers are like, well, so-and-so can like put her like foot to her head and spin around in a circle five times. Yeah, you should do it too. And right? I'm just like, I can't. I remember one time, ugh, bruh, one time. We had like one of our old teachers at the studio. It was never, um, I'm not gonna say uh, at the studio. Yeah. We're not gonna have that name. It's fine. We're gonna bleep out that name. But um, <laughs> it's never yet. Bleep out names. <laughs> names will be bleeped out unless it is spoken in a positive light. <laughs> this is not a drama channel. No. <laughs> but uh, we were practicing for an opener and like the opener was a bar class like type thing i don't know if you remember this it's back in his body i kind of remember and so the opener was a bar class and uh homegirl could literally like bend her body in half like it was crazy but she like had not a lot of technique no. or like control over it yeah and there was one part i was out for like a day the week before so i come in and our teacher who is teaching who you remember? She was like, very like, oh my god. Oh yeah. my gosh, I totally remember her. Okay. Well, she was like choreographing the bar class that was there. And like, I came in and she was doing this like crazy. She was just like, oh, this is what you guys will be doing at the bar. And I was just like, okay. And this whole thing where she like put her like on the bar and then like and you pick it over it and then you yeah. pick it up. And at that point, I didn't have 
the confidence in myself to do that. Mm -hmm. But like also like I wasn't like as flexible. Like probably uh, like a year from then I could have done that. But yeah. like I didn't have the flexibility to do that at that moment. And so I was just like, but like I can't do that. And then she's like, well, just like try. And I did. And I was like fine with it. But I would have hurt myself if I yeah. kept on pushing myself to do that. I feel like there's good competitiveness and then yeah. there's bad. Yeah, I was like, this was like a very much a story of like bad competitiveness. Yeah. And I, cause like, I was just, it was very strange. And like, I, it ended up not being in that part of the dance. I was completely fine with it. Yeah. But I was just like, that was an instance of like, I could have compared myself to this girl who could like literally like bend herself in half and like bring it up to, bring it back up to her, I don't know, the sky, whatever. Yeah. But um, I chose not to because like her ability to do that and like has nothing to do with my ability to do that. Like. I would rather take my time and like have my body be ready to do something uh -huh. as flexible as that than like try and push myself and like end up hurting myself. Like yeah. you can push yourself in a good way, but like in other ways, like you um, can't, you, don't, you push, injure yourself. don't injure yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to know your limits. Yeah. Like and like in the dance world, it's like so common to like be compare, like compare yourself to others and also have oh, yeah. your instructors compare yourselves. Mm -hmm. Like when I was on drill team, it was like toxic as hell. Yeah. And like our director low-key loved like pitting us girls against each other mm -hmm. because she was catty AF. Yeah. But um, I think that's why I got out of the dance part of the dance world. Yeah. Like you, like you're still in dance, but like. It's, it's not like. It's not like that. It's not like that. Yeah. I think. I was going towards, because when I was little, I wanted to be like a ballerina and work with like San Francisco Ballet. And so I was going towards, you know, that that area, but I was just like, mm, I, I don't want, because you know, the ballet world's harsh. It's so harsh. <laughs> it, so it, harsh. Is, it is harsh. So I'm like, I don't want to be. Yeah. It's it just negative. Like, it, it can be, be really, really negative and really toxic if you're Fair not yeah. in the right environment. Like, yeah. dance is like... I think... But it actually, like, prepared me for today. Because, yeah. you know, now I can handle anything. Yeah. And, like, don't, like, get us wrong. Like, we love dance. And, like, yeah. I love being in dance. Like, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. But, yeah. like, if you don't have a strong support system behind you while you're in this process, oh. like, you will get lost in it. Like, Fair. you will get, like... Eaten up. That's why a lot of dancers have like mental, you know, illnesses. Yeah, because um, because they don't have like a strong support system, or their parents are like crazy and like yeah. don't care. They're like, I don't care if you're crying, Susan. <laughs> do do those triple pirouettes. Yeah. We want front row. <laughs> but like, it can be really damaging to like uh, like you know, you see a ton of dancers who struggle through like not only mental illness but also like the pairing with like eating disorders as well because oh, yeah. they want to be like like real thin mm -hmm. and that's just like not sustainable and it's like super yeah. super damaging especially as a, a black girl in mm -hmm. the dance industry because we're just so like built yeah so so we we could be in shape but like they would say like we're like fat yeah let's talk about that let's talk about being a black <laughs> a black girl in the dance slash performance industry. Oh, yeah. So, what are some challenges you have come across as being uh, the 
black girl, the, sometimes the only black girl yeah, in, a, black girl. Uh, in a majority like white space of like theater especially. Yeah. Um, it's sad because I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever since little, and in Beaumont, you know? Like, yeah, for I was sure. usually the only black girl in class. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in the theater industry, there is barely any ethnic, you know, yeah. people of color. Yeah. So now the theater industry is trying to be like, oh, we're gonna, you know, <laughs> we're inclusive. We're inclusive, but it's only like two shows. So yeah. like Hamilton. <laughs> we love you, Lynn. We love you, Lynn. Oh, Hamilton. No, but he's literally broken the barrier and that's great. But <laughs> being a black girl, they're like, oh yeah, when you grow up, you're gonna do Hamilton. So I'm only required to do um, one show. One show. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you can be, like, you should be, like, Regina George and Mean Girls. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like, even though, like, the black, oh, there was a black girl who played Regina yes, George. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we are making progress. I feel like these newfangled shows, they're, you know, very inclusive. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But there, there are people in the industry, like, the old shows, like, Music Man or, like, yeah. um, Oklahoma. They're, but they're, they actually like change Oklahoma up and up. Yeah. But we're just speaking in general. Yeah, we're just, yeah. So they're just like, those are the white shows. Like, yeah. There, there should be no color. And if there is color, there's going to be one black girl, one black guy in the ensemble. Yeah. To make it not seem like we're racist. <laughs> we're not racist. We're not we racist. We have a black guy and a black girl. But actually, that happened, has happened a lot. And that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. But people in this industry they want to jump to conclusion and be like oh you only got this because you're black right. yeah but in all you know if you see the bigger picture we work our booties off we work our booty booty booties off uh yeah no i have that experience too like uh yeah. you know i didn't do uh no because i did we did festivals and stuff like that for yeah, we did like either but we were like um we were like the only two black girls yeah. who had main roles in our ballet company. Yeah. Um, and that was, and that took like a while too because uh, it used to be, we had like a pretty strong group of like black people like maybe 10 years before us. Yeah. And then. Uh, and they went off to do amazing things. Yeah, they went off to like do awesome stuff. Yeah. yeah, but, um, and then like it took like 10, 15 years and then like me and Ab came along, not to like toot our own horns, but like we, we the best obviously whatever but (laughs) snap snaps but um you know we were like um i was the first black cinderella in our in a while while, probably like since charity who was um who went on to do lion king but um and then the same and then ab was the next black cinderella after me and then we're i was first yeah and last and then no but uh and then i was fairy godmother but ab uh left uh, i was fairy godmother that you lost me? Yeah. Okay. But, um, so, like, that's just kind of the show. Like, we grew up in a small town, though. Like, you know, you don't see a lot of black girls. It's super sad because now I don't really have a lot of African-American women yeah. to look up to. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of, like, black girls in dance growing up, unfortunately, yeah. because not only is it an expensive sport to do, okay. all of the money But is... a lot of them don't know where to start. Yeah, a lot of them don't know where to start. And also, um... You know, a lot of them stop doing it after it's like no longer cute. Like you're, like you know, you yeah. stop getting like the cute 
the tutus, tutus and the costumes. And, yeah. and then you are like showing up to dance in like a black leotard and your waist trainer belt and <laughs> your pink tights. Yeah. And you're tired and you have no makeup <laughs> on your face. Yeah. <laughs> and you're rusty and busted. It's Saturday morning and you're just like, I could be at home. Oh yeah. Dark circles in your eyes. And then Miss Bonnie didn't turn on the AC ever in the summertime, so we're oh, sweating that was anyway. And she's like, <laughs> what did she say? She, we like, oh, is this, this a desert? Is this a desert? We were like, Miss Bonnie, can we get some water? And she was just like, is this a desert? She would make this face like it was like a smirk. Like, <laughs> and we were like, you old woman. Oh, <laughs> I love goodness. her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's it's definitely hard because once it stops being cute and fun, like girls. <laughs> don't do it and then like I go into dance team or drill team and a lot of girls want a lot of black girls do want to do it now because you get kind of like that clout that like costume that in my in high school for me it was definitely like that notoriety of being a Westbrook star but like it was a lot of work and I helped out a lot of girls like who wanted to be on the dance team we like would we spent like hours and hours like before tryouts the night before, like going yeah, over the routine, like here or like pointers, yeah. technique, because like a lot of them just didn't have the technique because they mm-hmm. either started dance and quit way back, or they're at a studio that like yeah, it's garbage. It's so funny because I feel like like we have totally different high school experiences. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she like drank her water in like the top of salon. But anyway, <laughs> we had totally different high school experiences. Like I did not want to do. St- Daryl team at all. Yeah, you didn't. I was just like, you are not paying me. You're not getting <laughs> any money. I don't get any money, and it was it was just so weird because that's what people expected. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, you're gonna be in drill team. I said no. <laughs> no. But it was like it like it became a lot different whenever you came into high school. Me and my sister are six years apart. If you yeah. didn't know, it, we sound like twins because we like to think that we are. Yes. Yeah, um, I was just born later. Yeah, but me and Abby are six years apart because yeah. whenever I was on dance team, it was like a huge. It was a huge thing. It was a big yeah. deal. We were award winning. We traveled a lot. We were pretty darn amazing. Like yeah, every time great. we would go. To like different competitions or football games, like it would always be like, oh my god, it's the Westbrook Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quit my senior year. Yeah, and it all went down. Because I, it was very, it's a very toxic environment, yeah. and that just goes to show whenever, because like at my dance studio, I'm not saying everything was like rainbows and butterflies and no, and no. sunshine, but I loved it enough and felt supported enough that whenever things weren't going great. I would still want to be there, yeah. but with this dance, with dance team, I, I like you could ask, you could ask my mom. Like I cried every single day, like yeah. probably like my junior and senior year because I was being left out of conversations. I was an officer, and I wouldn't be getting any memos. And then I was a co-captain, which is basically like which would be called uh, first lieutenant, and then I still wasn't getting any notifications. Like, I would be kept out of the loop. I would be, like, ostracized from things. It was a horrible experience. And even though I... high school is hard enough. And high school is hard enough without being involved in that. I hate high school. (laughs) Bruh. And so, like, that was a whole experience, and that just outweighed my love of dancing with the group because I just couldn't even enjoy it because I was so depressed. And so I ended up quitting after my uh like the beginning of senior year i quit after like the first semester that's that's um, super hard for you that was really hard for me but um 
I think it definitely helped me in the long run because it definitely showed me like I don't need to take like abuse from anybody. Yeah, no BS, no. Um, but it definitely took me a while to figure it out and like I feel like it's good to figure that out and engage. Yeah, but that just goes to show that like if you are in the dance industry and you are in a you know a team on a team in a space that like is abusive, like you don't like that's not what dance is about. Like, for no. you to learn dance, you don't need to be, like, yelled it at. It should be your safe space. Yeah, like, we were, oh, like, your safe space. We love safe space. <laughs> but, um, but me and Abra were at a studio, and, like, our dance teacher, Miss Bonnie, she was the most loving, kind woman. Oh, yeah, she was literally our, another grandmother. Like, class. ever. And, like, we, like, learned amazing technique. And, yeah. like, we were, it was never, we were never being yelled at or screamed at. Yeah. Like, it was... Like, yeah, I think when um, our ballet master, when she passed away, mm-hmm. um, that's when everything got, yeah, yeah. kind of like, yeah. but, now it, um, but now who like runs, yeah, she's awesome, yeah, she's amazing, yeah, it was like kind of dicey for a minute, but yeah. um, but now she like, Miss Emma, who runs the studio, is doing she's an awesome amazing. job with it, she's but, doing um, thing. but yeah, I think definitely if you're gonna go into dance, like. People always say studio hoppers are bad, but like studio hopping is necessary in order to find the space that is going to support you, give you the technique that you need, and also give you a safe space and a um, calm space for you to like learn these techniques. (laughs) Thank you. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much something about that. Yeah, that's that's studio life. That's dance studio life. That's a dance studio life, fam. It's uh, pretty wild out here, and um, but yeah, you just gotta find what you're looking for. Yeah, and then you left. <laughs> and then you left. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a bit of a break, but when we come back, we'll get more into some tips about performing. Bada bing, bada boom. Hey guys, we're back. Uh, Sorry, we're talking about uh, you. But anyway, so going back to you talking about the performance industry. So, Ab, you hinted earlier about how uh, with Jewel Team they weren't going to pay you, so you were like, "Uh, not fam. And then uh, with kind of like your experience with working on shows, it kind of hinted at you working professionally. So can you kind of expand on what that means, how you got into it, Mm -hmm. things like that? Yeah, so um, I work with Theater Under the Stars, um, and I got this connection through Humphrey School Musical Theater. Um, So after I left my ballet company at the age of 14, 15, I went to HSMT. And I started training, so I started taking acting classes, singing classes, and, and dancing classes, and just building on my rep and just getting used to the musical theater industry. And so then I started auditioning for shows, and so HSMT were connected with Theater Under the Stars in Houston. It's this huge award-winning um, regional theater. And so I, the first show that I did, I did Sleeping Beauty in Our Winter Night. It was a Disney panto. And it was interesting, <laughs> to it say was, the least. It was so bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. So I auditioned to be one of their kid dancer. No, what is it? You're like a kid ensemble. I was like a kid ensemble. And so the thing is, nobody really sung in the show. No, Everybody no. was, it was lip sync. Bruh! I'm not, I'm not, 
not lying to you. It was lip sync. Just hear like the noise levels go all the way up. Really. It was lip sync. Um, so I worked with I worked with Disney. I worked with excuse me. I worked with Disney's uh, side of the theater. What? Oh, and Nigel Lithgow. Oh, and Nigel Lithgow. Hi, Nigel. Yeah, Please hire me again. <laughs> yeah, and Nigel Lithgow. So, um, it was super interesting. I got to work with a lot of people from the Disney Bruh, channel. Let me tell you how she wore a mouse head <laughs> and did a dance because she was being a forest guy. I, I wore a mouse head and I did a hip hop routine. I said never again will I ever. <laughs> um, it was, it was kind of traumatizing. So. <laughs> I'm telling you a funny story. Cause, so these mouse heads, you could barely see out of them. Bruh. And um, the stage we're performing, the part of the stage was kind of like um, narrow. Mm -hmm. And so not all of us could do the little mouse hip hop routine. Yeah. So because everybody was running into each other, and they had this one little girl, she almost ran off the stage. Yeah, it was um, pretty dangerous. But yeah, so uh, that was my first show. <laughs> I worked with, who did I work with? What was his face? Teen Beach Movie Guy. Oh my gosh! Uh -huh. I worked with him. Why did Darren Chris come to my mind? He would no. never. What was his name? I cannot remember. Garrett Clayton. There we go. I worked with Garrett Clayton and Lauren. She was on like Best Friends, whatever. Oh. It was very. They were LA people. They're very different than New York people. As uh, someone who lives in LA. Um, Yes. I know. So yeah, they were um, very interesting. This is before Gary Clayton came out. Oh! Yeah. I didn't know he was gay. I did. Oh. It was very obvious. Jesus! <laughs> so anyway, but he was like, trying to hide it. I mean, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but literally everybody was like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that was my first show. It was super interesting, but I made like a lot of, um, Connections, yeah, because I worked with, um, kind of with, um, Spencer Liff. I remember that. Yeah, with his associate Mimi. Um, she was super cool. Um, please hire me again. Um, but yeah, so that was like my first show, and so I got the bug. And then I kept on doing more of their seasons. Yeah. And, and got paid some, but some child labor, so. Yeah, it's lit. Um, so how did you find out about HSMT? I know that, like, you did your own research yeah i did my own research like once i went to mom and dad and i was like i want to do theater i want to act i want to sing mm -hmm. and they're like okay like i don't know where you're gonna find this because we only have one small um community theater place yeah um so i went on the interwebs and i was like musical theater schools for you know kids yeah and i found hsmt and you know Oh, yeah, I was auditioned for it. Yeah, oh, talk about the audition process. It was crazy. So before I did this little summer intensive and I was scared out of my mind, I cried. Mm -hmm. um, but then I auditioned for it and there's almost about 400 kids that auditioned for this program. Yeah, yeah. and so in my little audition group, it was like 100 of us, yeah. over 100 of us, and um, we had to do a dance call, which was fun and easy. And because you know I've been dancing for a while, and then we did, uh, we had to do a singing, um, a vocal audition, which is like 60 bars, and 16 bars is just like a minute. Okay. Yeah. And we had to do a monologue, which is like you know, you know. To be or not to be. Yeah. That whatever. Is the question. Yeah. It's basically, you having like a whole little acting thing for yourself. Yes. And so. 
before this, I hadn't had any vocal experience or monologue experience. So this is what I sang 10 minutes ago from Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. We stand that movie in this household. Yes, and then I did an acting piece from A Raisin in the Sun. I don't know if you guys know this. It's it's very depressing. Um, depressing. It's people die. It's, it's very sad. So I did that, and I was just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, so months passed by. I'm like, well, I don't think I got it. If I didn't get it, I was going to join um, the Met, their company. Oh, because uh-huh, I not know this? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to join their because I auditioned for their company as well. So I'm like, if I don't get this, I'm going to do their company, and I was going to dance for the rest of my life. Dance. So anyway, I got it. I got all their things. I got dancing, acting, and singing, and I was like, wow, I'm going to go to theater school. I'm a theater kid. Yeah, so I, that's like the whole process. Yeah. So, um, talk, I know you do different levels of, like, your stuff, so go into, like, the different levels. Oh, yeah, so our levels in the school, it goes by 101, no, it goes by, like, teen, no, like, teen, teen tap, or, but that doesn't matter, but, it goes by 101, which is, like, the very beginnings, and it goes to 301. Okay. And so, when when I started this years ago, I was in the top dance. (coughs) And then um, I was in like kind of like the middle-ish like run for mm-hmm. vocal and acting. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was super hard for me because I'd go into these classes and ki- these kids have been doing it for years on years. Yeah. And so and I had no idea what I was gonna do or I was just not confident. Yeah. So we go back to confidence. And so now I'm in all the top classes, you know, I'm striving and surviving. She's the queen. I'm, I gain confidence. She's beauty, she's grace. She's you know, slaying the game. Yeah. Wow. Wow. On to, onwards to that, we're going to go into something I like to call the what, the why, and the how. So these are three questions okay. that we kind of go through, and it's going to be about uh, performing in a musical theater. Okay. So number one is the what. So what advice would you give to someone who is going into musical theater? Oh. Who, who wants to go into musical theater? Do it and afraid. Okay. Or it's not easy. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Um, for me, I've grown up tremendously, um, and I've I kind of lost. I don't want to say I lost, you know, my life as a teenager. Mm-hmm. But um, you're gonna have to sacrifice some stuff. Yeah, and that's super hard. You know, I look back and I'm just like, wow, I could have had that teenage life. I mean, I could have a boyfriend or you know, car. As someone who had a boyfriend and a car, <laughs> you don't need either. You need yeah, car. and you, you know that. Yeah, you had to sacrifice a lot of stuff just for musical theater, but you have to find a balance. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like going off. I'm talking to you. We love tangents. Sorry. I had to find a balance because I would overwork myself. Yeah. Um, I would kind of get a little burnout. Mm-hmm. I'd tell myself to sit your ass down. Burnout's real. Yeah, burnout is real. Man. Okay, that'd be a different episode. That's uh, <laughs> So, next one. Okay. Izzy, how? How do you go about preparing yourself for these, like, long days of, like, performance sometimes? Yeah. It's like, I know you'll be, like, in rehearsals from, like, dusk till dawn. Yeah. Like, so how do you go about preparing yourself for those days? It's called espresso. Coffee. Trash. <laughs> 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 I mean... 
Yeah, I, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, you wake up and you're just like, oh my God, I have to go. I have to get up. I have to get up. But you know, I just <laughs> give myself up and I do it tired, which is not a good thing, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to do it tired. And yeah, when you get those like long nights, because we have nights to like 1230, yeah. one o'clock. And so the thing, the key is to stay focused. Yeah. Because if you, I have to sneeze. Oh, never mind. God bless. Okay, but because you know delirium, it's dangerous in the theater yeah. industry because you can hurt people, and mm-hmm. it's dangerous sports. You know. Um, but but yeah, stay focused, and if you get to drink coffee, because yeah. you know we don't have time for your foolishness. Yeah. Sorry. All right. And finally, the why? Why do you love doing musical theater and performing so much? <laughs> There's Thank you. That is, uh, <laughs> that's your answer. And now, <laughs> now we're done. Hey, um, can you say it again? Why, why do you love uh, musical theater and performing so much? Why do you keep doing it? Like I said, I can imagine doing anything else. Um, it's an art, and you connect with so many people. I'm just music. <laughs> <laughs> happens when you get emotional. <laughs> I'm so emotional. Okay. Um, but you're practically telling somebody's innocent story on stage. Yeah. You're relating to people and like you can be crying on stage and then they're crying in the audience. So yeah. it's kind of like if you're in like the spasm seat um, theater, you can make it seem so intimate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. And you can, oh, just telling a story. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so bonus question. What was your favorite, uh, what has been your favorite um, performance so far? Like either your favorite show that you've been in or a favorite thing you've done or whatever. I don't think I found it yet. Okay. And not to say that the shows I've done, I, I didn't like them. I love them. Yeah. But I don't think that I found that show that I could keep on doing forever. Okay. What has been your favorite one doing so far? Um... I really liked uh, Mamma Mia. Yes! Because that, yeah. was, that was a fun, you know. It was know, so fun. It was super fun. Got to do a lot of partnering. I love Mamma Mia. I saw that with um, my mom and my aunt, and we were lit. And when I tell you guys that the white woman loved Mamma Mia, oh, they were loving it. the white girls loved They would show Mama up Mia. To, so wasted. They would be like, yes, Yes, Mamma Mia! (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so I'm glad that we agree on that one. (laughs) Well, anyway, Ab, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are interesting. (laughs) I loved uh, you talking about it, and you'll for sure be on like another episode. We'll talk about other things. But uh, thank you so much for being on this episode of the New Classic Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening, and stay tuned for the next episode, which will be, huh? It's a point blank period. Point blank period. Exclamation point. Exclamation Which will be the week after next, and thank you guys so much again, and until next time, stay classic. Ooh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Good job. That was fun. Woo. Hey guys. Ari here. If you're still craving some content from the new Classique, then look no further than going to its home site, www.thenewclassique.com. That is the new Classique spelled C-L-A-S-S-I-Q-U-E.com. There you can find some recent blog posts I wrote, 
other information about the podcast and some fun little tidbits that I have on there like poems or images, basically anything creative you can find on the website. If you want even more content, then you can head over to The New Classic on Instagram, and that is The New Classic, just spelled the same way as the website, or you can follow my personal account at ari.elise.coleman on Instagram as well. That is ari, A-R-I dot Elise, E-L-Y-S-E dot Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, and on Instagram. If you are craving some answers to your most burning questions, then I implore you to send them to thenewclassique.blog at gmail.com. There, you can send us your questions and maybe we can do a future episode featuring the advice that you need to hear. You can also just go ahead and slide into the DMs on either my personal Instagram or on the New Classique's Instagram and we can also answer your questions there. We would love to do a future mailbag episode with you guys, so please feel free to bring your questions to us. I would like to give a special shout out to Abrielle Coleman, my sister, who is guest on today's podcast, and you can find her on Instagram as well, at Abrielle underscore Coleman, that is A-B-R-I-E-L underscore Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, and I will have that linked below. Until next time, listeners, stay classic.